0: the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, everybody. Before you get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you can host your own podcast at BlueWire. You can be just like me. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Now, it might not get to dropping the gloves level. It might be better. I don't know. Now, here's your chance. As a part of the program, you receive a personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. So many tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. I don't even know what Stitcher is, but we will get your stuff pushed out there. And the best part is it's only 15 bucks a month. We pay 15 bucks a month for for Blue Wire to do this. So you're going to get the same deal as I do. It's unbelievable. So whether you're just starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to level up your sports experience to apply, go to bwhustle.com slash blue wire. Acceptance is limited. They're not just going to take everybody. So you got to have a good idea or a good podcast. So get in there. Check out the description box to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy, happy New Year, Tim. Happy New Year's Eve. Very, very, very happy New Year's Eve. Did you, you spit your gum out? Yeah. So before we start taping, literally every show, Tim's chomping on a piece of gum like he's a cow chewing on some cud. Why do you always chew gum during the day? What's this, the deal? This is the second
1: time that's happened. In the last I'm, two days. Why do you chew gum all the time? I don't chew gum all the time. I like gum, though.
0: Why are you by yourself chewing gum in your apartment? (laughs) Why are you saying it like that? (laughs) What's the purpose of chewing gum by yourself in your apartment?
1: It just freshens your breath. It's tasty. It's fun to chew. Are we going over like why the basics of gum now?
0: No. Well, usually on January 31st, people come up with your resolution for the year. Things you want to improve yourself on. Excuse me, December 31st. I think one of those should be not chewing gum by yourself. Why is that? It's a a fruitless endeavor, unless it's a fruit gum. But it it serves no purpose. This has been a fun episode so far. There's no reason to chew gum. Then it ruins the podcast. There's been many times we've started filming, taping, and you've just been chomping away. And I go, Tim, spit your gum out.
1: Yeah, I'm having a good time. This is fun.
0: I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad everybody else is here listening to this. We wanted to get one last episode out before the new year because, A, I'm a numbers guy. I like boosting the numbers in December, and B, there's a lot to kind of go over. It was a good year for us, Tim. It really was. The podcast grew leaps and bounds from where we started in January to where we are now. So I just wanted to thank everybody. Quick shout out to all the listeners. listeners. Gosh, I think we went from like 10 to 15 listeners at the start of the year to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands per episode at the end of the year. Isn't that cool?
1: It's amazing to think about just uh, where we were a year from now. And sometimes it takes looking at the numbers to realize how much we've grown. And then even now, like those throwback episodes, looking back and like where you started this whole thing and to where where it is now, and obviously it wouldn't be possible without the listeners. It's just like super exciting to see people tuning in and interacting with people on Twitter and stuff. It's just, it's a blast. And I just, I'm very thankful. So thank you, everybody.
0: Yeah. Big thanks. And so we just wanted to do a quick, you know, in the NHL, you, you have a lot of free time. You are traveling a lot also. And so when you get a chance to to have a holiday, like a Christmas or a new year's, you take advantage of it because during the season you're so busy You, you don't have time to slow down. You don't have time to celebrate birthdays or anniversaries or milestones or this and that, because usually you have a game or a practice or you're on the road or whatever it may be. So when there's a chance where you can kind of blow it out and let your hair down and have some fun, you take advantage of it and you don't just like, you know what, let's go to Chili's and get a table and get a couple, you know, big margaritas. You want to make it special. And of course you want your privacy cause you don't want things to kind of get out in the open, especially if you're on a losing team or, you know, things aren't going so well. You don't want people to think you're out there celebrating just being a failure. So I don't know. I, I thought we kind of br- go down a couple of parties. I've been to a couple of events, a couple neat things. Um, because it is neat. My, my first season in the NHL was with Minnesota and I think that was gosh, one of the more fun parties I've been to because we had a game that night in Minnesota And after the game, we went out to a a local bar. We rented out the upper level and we partied with the Minnesota twins. So it was like a dual party and it was so cool. And that's back when the Minnesota twins were really, really good. And they was on the team at the time. They had, um, Maurer and Morneau. Oh yeah. Were the two big guys and they were in their prime. So I don't know if you guys are baseball fans, but Joe Maurer was this hometown kid from Minnesota made it big, the Twins drafted him. He was like, I'm trying to think of the equivalent of him playing in his hometown and just being a stud. I don't know if there was an equivalent of that. He ruled the town. He was on every billboard. Every time he turned on the TV, it was Joe Maurer. It was all everybody talked about. He made the All-Star game that year. He was just a stud. He was this catcher mashing 30, 40 home runs a year, and the Twins were unstoppable. And then they had Justin Morneau, a Canadian boy, playing first base, and he was crushing... 30, 40, 50, 60 home runs a year. And the twins were doing, they were doing really good. So a couple of guys in the twins were friends with a couple of guys in the wild. And they decided to throw like a group party, just a big New Year's Eve party with everybody came and all the wives came. And now I don't know all the twins that were there. The only ones that I do are more and Maurer just because, you know, those are the two most recognizable guys. And they dressed up as Harry and Lloyd. From Dumb and Dumber, where they wore <laughs> nice. the baby blue suit and the yellow suit, the top hat, the canes and everything. So it was just really cool where we had a game that night. I think we won. All the wives got a private box and they were up there drinking champagne. They all looked beautiful. And then we went out afterwards and like tore it up at some bar downtown. It was just really fun. It was just like, like a, it was my first New Year's Eve in the NHL. I'm like, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome.
1: That's awesome. That sounds like so much fun. I wish I, we got to look up who else was on the team that year. Cause now I'm curious.
0: Oh, from the twins. Yeah. I have no idea. Michael. No Kediier, idea remember
1: him? Who? Michael Kadire?
0: Oh, Cuddy. Yeah, I do. But, uh, you know, I, I don't remember. <laughs> honestly, oh, yeah. You're, Cuddy.
1: yeah. Cuddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure
0: he was there. I'm sure I talked to him, but I just remember Mauer and Marno cause they just sat behind the bar mixing drinks for everybody all night and it was a blast. Like, it was honestly one of the better parties I think I've ever been to. My wife was there. We didn't have kids, so we had no responsibility. We were just cutting loose. It was a good time. And I thought it was going to be like that forever. But then reality hits you, and it's like, well, wait a minute. The next year, we were on a plane. Like, I went to Chicago the year after that. We were on a plane. And it's just like, it's so weird to be 30,000 feet up. And then someone yells, oh yeah, it's almost midnight. And everyone's like, oh, happy new year. And if like you're playing cards, you had cheers yourself. Most guys are sleeping and it just kind of passes and no one even notices. So that was, that was the norm. Being on a plane, being in a hotel room, sleeping on the road, you can't really do anything. You have a game the next day. And it's just another day where you don't even really market with anything. And you call your wife on the phone and say, hey, happy new year, honey. I love you. And that's about it. Isn't that sad?
1: No, it's not sad.
0: You don't think that's sad? You don't think no. that's one of the drawbacks of being a professional athlete?
1: Uh, I mean, sure it is,
0: but I would not use the word sad for it. Well, depressing. <laughs> that's worse, <John>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think especially when you're younger, most guys playing hockey are fairly young. They're in their 20s, and you, you call your buddies, and they're all down in beers at the local bar having a good time, and you're on the road. You know, and yes, you make a lot of money, and yes, you are playing hockey; it's your dream. But there are there are you know drawbacks a little bit, and I would say that would be a minor one. I never got to celebrate it as many times as I would have liked, but now I am making up for it. But anyway, so the next year was actually I I would say one of the most wildest ones. I was in Chicago, and they were coming off a Stanley Cup. It was um, Chicago Blackhawks mania in Chicago, and gosh, we got hooked up. There was a party, but we pre-gamed at Brian Campbell's house. So all the guys, I don't want to say all the guys, I think half the team went to Soupy's house. We were having drinks. He had this nice place downtown with his wife and we were just, you know, relaxing before we went to the bar and it was time to leave. And so everyone was trying to figure out what drives. We called cabs. This was before Uber, I think. So it was like, we got to get cabs. We had a couple drivers. There was a, um, a police officer there. And he's like, I'll take some people. Who wants to come with me? And we're like, yeah, I'll go with you. This will be fun. So it was me, him. I think it was Bully and his wife. And then maybe someone else. We all piled into his cop car. And we are driving to the bar for the party. And he drove his cop car, which was, you know, we thought was strange because we're going out. Like he had been, you know, tipping a couple back. We're like, this is a little strange, but we're going to go with it. So I jump in the front because I'm like, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be great. And I'm like, so do you ever just like, Turn the lights and I started having a conversation with this guy. He's a nice guy. He's like, you know, really honest. Trying to be, I think he wants to impress us because we're, you know, the Hawks players and he just wants to hang out with us. And I'm this young kid. He must have been 30, 38 to 40. And so I just started asking him questions. I'm I'm interested. I'm like, so do you ever like, you have you ever killed somebody? He's like, No, I haven't. He yeah, I haven't. I'm like, have you ever shot somebody? Tried to kill him? He's like, Yeah, I missed. And and I'm just like peppering him with all these questions and finally, I'm like, do you ever just throw the lights on and blow through a red light. Cause you're tired of waiting. He's like, in Chicago, sometimes I do just cause it's ridiculous. I'm like, would you do it right now? And he's like, he's like, watch this. And so no. we come up to one of the most busiest intersections in Chicago. Like I'm talking, it's, I don't remember the street. It's like state and water. It's like right downtown. He's like, watch this rips the lights on. And we start doing circles in the middle of the intersection. And he must've gone gone around three times, like one, two, three, around the middle of this intersection and we're in there and we brought beers and stuff. So we're drinking. We're like, yes, yes, yes. Like losing our mind. And my wife was like, what's going on? We're going to get arrested. I'm like, we're in a cop car. I don't think we're going to get arrested. I know how that works. But then he like turns the lights off and we just go on our way. We're like, did this just happen? Like, is this for real? Like what is happening? It was just one of those moments where it's like, what just happened? We just like literally rip three loops around the busiest intersection in Chicago in a cop car on New Year's Eve and we're all boozed up. It was it was surreal. It was pretty cool. But you know, you know, I guess there are some privileges when it's the down stuff and the positive stuff. You know, I think the positives outweigh the negatives when it comes to that, Tim.
1: Yeah. You got me thinking of uh super bad. There's two cops doing donuts in the parking lot. That's what I'm picturing pretty much. And you're it just loving in the like backseat. I You're was in the loving. front
0: seat and I was like, this is cool, man. Like, this is really cool. <laughs> hey, can I and shoot your gun? <laughs> I should have asked. I bet you he could have let me. Like, let's go. Let's go to the South side and bust some crime. Uh, it would have been great. But no, 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 we we got to the party. And mind you, I, I shouldn't say too much. I could get some police officers in trouble. But it was, um, it was fun. It, it was a good party. We had a good time. But other than that, I feel like, The only other time we went out was when I was in Arizona. We had a nice classy dinner. It was after a game. The only problem was I think we got smoked before the game or before the party. So everyone showed up and everyone was kind of in a downer mood. And we just had a nice meal, a nice dinner, and everybody went their own way. But it wasn't like a blow your doors off, let's get wild party, like I think the other two parties were. But, you know, you you kind of roll with the punches. It was good. We ordered some wine. Shane Doan, Antoine Vermette, you know, they're classy guys. They're not going to go, you know too overboard like some of the guys in Chicago and Minnesota might have, like the Marion Gabricks of the world, who just got traded, by the way. Good for they him. Did. He's going to really prolong his <laughs> career. I really see big things for him. I really do.
1: met by the way, that's a good name drop. We haven't talked about him. He's an underrated player. I liked
0: him. He was, I would think, he had the, the strongest thighs I've ever seen of any hockey player. That's, and that's saying something. Because there are some guys who have some serious quads in the game you see pictures you're like oh my gosh like quadzilla antoine vermette had the strongest legs i've ever seen we i remember we were working out one time and we were doing lunges and i always like to you know set the bar because i'm the biggest guy i try you know be the cock of the walk and so i i'm lunging with 85 pounds on each each, each arm so i'm lunging and vermi picks up the 100 pound dumbbells in each hand and we're doing lunges and we're not talking like down 20 degrees. We're talking knee touching the ground, perfect form, one two like 10 steps there, 10 steps back. Like this is an insane workout before the season. And so he grabs the 100 pounders. I'm like, oh, I don't think I can do that. I'm just thinking to myself, like he's just making this look really easy. So I grabbed the 100 pounders. I take one step. Shake shake shaky first step. Second step, I just collapse. I couldn't do it. Uh I was like, yeah. I can't do it, Verme. He's like, you you win. And this is, like, before the season, he just – and he just did them. No problem. Boom. Ten steps up and down. He did three sets. And I was like, you're amazing man.
1: He must have been, like, 35 at that point too, right?
0: Yeah, we were – he was a little bit older than I was. So, he might have been 35, 34, 35. But, man, was he in shape. And he worked his tail off. And he – out of all the teams I've been on, I think he is the best face-off man I've ever played with. He was so incredibly good. When he took a face-off, you knew – it was either going to get snapped back to you or it was going to be a scrum in the center dot. You knew he wasn't going to lose a clean. He never, in all my time playing with him, which was only like three months, never lost a clean draw. It was amazing. It was a you watch every face-off guy. A good guy wins 60% of his draws. Yeah. You know? He would win 60 to 65, but he never lost a face-off straight out. He was so good. That's why teams, you know, during the playoff, when they're looking for guys to add to their team, Verme always one was one of those guys teams wanted. Because if you're up a goal, there's a minute left, you want him taking that draw into D zone when the other team pulled their goalie. Because he's going to win the draw. You're going to ice it down or, you know, get it out. So he was a good player. He was a really, really classy guy. Antoine Vermet that was a good name. Verme. But I don't know. There there was a couple other good nights, but nothing to know write home about, Tim. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Thank goodness businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly. So you could focus on hiring that person that you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control of payment over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need, and you can pause at any time. And there are no long-term, no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. This is only for our show. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is our best offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA is back in action, and football is heading into the playoffs. Bills, baby. First place, AFC champions. Suck on that one, Billichick. You might not be at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online they are your online sportsbook experts the 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 what about you what was your best new year's eve probably you and gronk uh,
1: that wasn't um, new year's eve
0: oh uh, what day oh what what day did you take a video of him? what night was that
1: That was just a summer night in
0: July or something. You saw him across the bar and got your phone out? No. Gronk, uh, we're having a good time, aren't we? And the security (laughs) guy's like, back up, sir. Gronk!
1: Get lost. (laughs) Uh, No, I haven't had any, like, crazy New Year's Eve stories worth telling. Just a lot of parties with my friends. Different bars in Boston or house parties somewhere, but nothing too, too wild.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah. So, back to the New Year's resolution. So, you know, everyone, what's your New Year's resolution, Tim, for this year? Let, let have, the listeners know.
1: I haven't decided yet. Tim, it's getting down to the wire. I know. Tomorrow. I haven't even thought about it. Someone just reminded me this morning. I'm like, oh, crap. I got to get on that. Who reminded you?
0: My mom. Your mom, dear. She wants you to improve yourself. What's yours? Do you have one? I want to lose a couple of LBs and get a little more muscle. So, I want to work out two to three times a week. That's the goal. Where? It's not going to happen, but I'm going I'm to fail the first week because there's no way I'm going to work out two. I should probably lower it to one or two. Where are you going to work out, though? It's in my house because the mental workout is the same thing. If I do, like, <laughs> a crossword or something. Read a nice book. It's, 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 a, it's a workout all the same. But, no, I want to get a little more healthy. I want Johnny Manziel is coming back, so I figure I can come back, too. So, yeah,
1: I read somewhere that the Winnipeg Jets are having some PTOs, open tryouts.
0: My, might as well. Yeah. Might as well throw my hat. In the, no, I haven't skated. This is the longest I've gone in my whole life without skating. It's, it's probably close to a year. I think I I put the bag away in March of last year and I haven't touched it since. So this is the longest stretch in my whole life. I've ever gone other than from birth until three. Right. That I haven't put a pair of skates on my feet, but wow. I'm going to break that. We're going to get out on the pond this, uh, this weekend. So I'm going to have to dust off the skates a little bit.
1: Nice. I'm looking forward to it.
0: You want to come? We're going to the lake. There's six inches of ice, so we're going to test it out. We're going to have a nice little skate, a little pond hockey game.
1: Where? Who's we?
0: Bass, Lake, me, and my family. Mm. Not That's You fun. don't want to go? Yeah, I do. All right, here's a question. If you're the NHL, and the NHL is a person as a whole, and you have a New Year's resolution, what is it? And you can have a couple – what are the goals for the nhl as a whole this year and you can't just say just try to stay healthy it's a cop-out answer what are your goals as the nhl tim i'm putting you on the spot we have not prepared for this let's let's see how you work on the fly
1: well you made fun of the try to stay healthy thing but i think for me it's like Keep the players healthy to get in as Ugh. many. No, to get in as, as many games You're as so possible. Painful to get in as many games as possible. If they're gonna have fifty-six and then start pretty much on time or close to it in October, that's an ideal year for the NHL.
0: You're just the typical hockey player who gives these canned answers that aren't fun. It's uh, just so boring. <laughs> you just want to stay healthy. And we just want to, you know, put a good product on the ice. And we just want to, you know, we want to get all our games in. Great answer, Tim. Get pucks
1: deep, finish our checks, and just uh, go high to low and just get some shots on that, you know?
0: High to low? It's low to high, first of all. You can go both ways, John. You can't go high to low and get pucks on the net. That doesn't make sense. Danny Heatley would disagree with you. Just give him the puck, baby. That's all he wanted. Give that guy the puck. He would be good in the three-on-three league as well. You know how they he, do the big three in basketball? We should start yeah. that for hockey.
1: Isn't that pretty much what your, uh, your, the beauty league is?
0: No, there's some physical play, and people try too hard in that league. Danny wouldn't want to be in that league. There's, there's too young of a presence there where there's like high school kids who want to prove themselves against the NHL guys. You need NHL alums who aren't going to skate hard, who just want to show off their mitts. That's what you need in a three on three league. You know what I mean? So who's who's your who's your three? If I'm gonna pick three alums to play, yep. I'd probably yep. go Danny Heatley, I would go Martin Saint Louis, and I would go probably poof Timu Solane.
1: That's good. No defense though.
0: There's no defense, Tim. In three on three. And my goalie would be um Let's see. Probably Marty Turkle because he can play the puck up to him. He's got good hands, good stick handling skills. Who's your three? In a three-on-three alumni game,
1: Yeah, you Uh, have
0: to be a Hall of Famer.
1: Okay. All the
0: players I list, are are they Hall of Famers?
1: Turko's not.
0: Okay, so Turkle's out. I'm going to do Billy Smith.
1: Pavel Datsuk. He's not a Hall of Famer.
0: He's not a Hall of Famer.
1: Yet, but he's an alumni.
0: He's not a Hall of Famer. You can't pick him. It's because he retired two years ago. That's why. I don't make the rules, Tim. Uh, Jerome McGinley? He is a Hall of Famer. It's a bad pick. I, I've already won. Okay. Way to pick uh, a grinder. I guess Danny Heatley's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a silly rule. And Jerome
1: McGinley's nasty. Uh, Datsuk, I'm going to pick for defense. I'm going to pick a defenseman who's just going to shut your guys down.
0: Uh yeah, pick a pick a shutdown D Man. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'll pick uh I'm gonna go deep here. Uh Andre Markov. How's that?
0: How's that for a such name a drop? Boring team. Pick Scott Stevens just to make it interesting. Or Dan Boyle. <laughs> Catch someone across the middle with their head down in an alumni game. Just keep <laughs> it a little interesting, keep the guys a little nervous on the ice. We should do that. <sighs> There's so many things we could do, but now the season 30s we're not gonna do. Like so a three on three team. What's your
1: resolution for the NHL?
0: My resolution for the NHL for this upcoming season. Oh man, I never even thought of this. I was just going to put the question on you. (laughs) I think I just, I hope everyone stays healthy. (laughs) Um, I hope they just, you know, have a competitive season. I hope my resolution is for this year for the NHL is that they continue this trend. They don't let this season go to waste. You have an opportunity here to mix things up. And I think they're going to see how excited the fans get for these new divisions and these new formats. I hope they carry this forward into the next season. I don't want to see every team playing every team the the following year. I want to see rivalries. I want to see new division makeups and I want to see something new. I think fans are getting a little stale and bored with the current divisions. I want to see them mix it up and have fun with the matchups. Yeah. You got to use your geography a little bit but mix it up from year to year so the fans are getting something new every year and you get rivalries. I think you're going to see a lot of really, really passionate play this year, and it's going to be something that's refreshing from years past. And I think the NHL should take advantage of this because it is an opportunity. This doesn't happen very often where you can just kind of throw the names into a hat and pick them out and see what what happens. And I, I hope they continue to go this route because it is exciting. The fans are seeming to gravitate to it. You know, I hope they don't do the all-Canadian division again this year. But like Tyler Myers said in um, our Wednesday episode, once Seattle's in, you get Seattle and Vancouver. It'll be a crazy, crazy, crazy uh, matchup there. They're literally like 20 miles apart. Right. So the rivalry there, you get that. And just, you know, make it fun. Don't just, you know, step back into the normal thing. Okay, the pandemic's over. We're going to go in our normal divisions. Everything's back to normal. No. Switch it up again make something cool happen, but Gary won't do it. Cause he's a fuddy duddy, and he just doesn't take advantage of opportunities like this.
1: So uh, one thing we should touch on before we wrap up here, it's, it's not to put the, the, the episode on a somber note, but Jonathan Taze has, has some health issues. Did you see this?
0: I did see this. It's an undisclosed illness. Yep. He's dealing with
1: something that makes him feel quote unquote, drained and lethargic. So he's working with doctors to better understand his condition. But basically he's out indefinitely with no timetable to return. Um, something serious is going on with him. So obviously he's going to be in good care, but this is like with Lundquist. It just goes beyond hockey and it's too bad because those are the two of the, the nicest, most professional guys in the league right now. Um, so obviously wish all the best for, for Johnny days.
0: Yeah. The scary thing is that they don't know what it is and that's what they're saying, but man, that's not good when they can't come out and give you a definitive answer. And the way it works is if it's COVID, they have to tell you it's COVID. So that, that, that was kind of in the, CBA or their agreement where if someone gets it, they have to be made, make it public. So I don't know. Um, hopefully they figure out what it is and they get back on the ice quickly, but yeah, when they can't find out what's wrong with you, or maybe they do know what's wrong with them and it's so serious, they don't want to release it. So gosh, yeah, hopefully they figure it out and Johnny gets back on the ice or just gets healthy. Cause boy, Oh boy, the Hawks cannot catch a break. Like, honestly, first Kirby, now Johnny, and then they get Soderberg to kind of fill in the gap there. This season is going to be terrible for them, like absolutely terrible. Do you think they'll ever become sellers? And by sellers, I mean some of
1: those like Kane. You think Kane ever yeah. gets dealt?
0: Oh yeah, I, I think so. I don't think Stan has any loyal body, a bone in his body. I think he'll ship anybody out if he can. I know he's tried to trade Seabrook. He just hasn't had a buyer yet. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if they have a hard time competing this year. He deals Kane because he's still in his prime. Like if you wait another two years, his value just plummets. Yeah. So you got to get rid of him now. Like you got to kind of take advantage. You got you know, be shrewd, rip the bandaid off. Go get a couple first rounders for him and a couple prospects. I, I would I would applaud that move if Sam Bowman did that. You, could, could you got some assets. You got some assets. Trade Duncan Keith. You could still get a first rounder for him, you know, and a prospect. He's still a very very good defenseman. Seby not so much, then you can open up some salary cap space. You you can't trade Johnny. How honestly. about How about Kane to Ottawa? Kane has a, probably a no-move clause. There's not a chance. Not a chance in the world he waves it to go to Ottawa. Zero percent chance. Not even over-exaggerating. Zero. Zero percent chance. He's already won three cups. He's already going to be a lock for the Hall of Fame. He's not going to go play in Ottawa. No offense to Ottawa. Love Ottawa. Kaner's not going there. I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry to tell you that. How about Buffalo? Play with Jack. Well, go home. He's from Buffalo. I right. could see him doing that. I, I could definitely see him doing that. Jack and Taylor. Ooh, what a line that would be. Yeah, because Kaner is left wing, right?
1: He's lefty, but he plays right wing.
0: I I was going to say he plays his offhand. But, yeah, that would be a fun line. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I wonder if any of that comes to fruition just because he has such a high salary cap. And we've talked about this before. It's hard to move big money now. Teams just don't have that much room. We saw the Lightning scrambling to get out of the cap. They're taking on long-term injury reserve. Like, they're giving away real money just so they don't – can get under the cap. So it's, it's, uh, it's tricky to trade cap, trade money. It's just, uh, it's a different world, Tim. Everybody's broke apparently and no one can, uh, sign players. I don't know. Anyways, playoffs are coming up for football. What do you think Patriots? They got a shot? Uh, No, nope. What are your thoughts on them not winning the AFC East this year? And we had a breakfast bet on that.
1: Yeah. Where would you like to go to breakfast?
0: Well, I'm going to wait till things open up and then we're going to the town plaza. If you ever come to Traverse oh, City. Come
1: on. It's like the most if, expensive place in town.
0: There's a reason. It's the best. If you ever come to Traverse City and you want to go to breakfast, go to the Town Plaza, get the porchetta with two over easy eggs on top. It's, it's delicious. And the porchetta is it's like a pork chop. And they put some chimichurri sauce on top. Then you put an egg on top of that. Oh. Boom.
1: It's like a Boom, $40 baby. breakfast.
0: The porchetta is like $17. Then I'm going to have a Caesar and then maybe a sidecar. So we could be pushing $40 once we're all done with it. You got to be careful with your bets, Tim. Honestly, you're so frivolous with your bets.
1: We're going to a diner and we're going to get scrambled eggs and bacon and maybe a pancake. And that's and that's it. You have a $10 I'm getting a budget. six
0: pack. You better believe it. I'm getting my money's worth, Tim. This is a big bet. AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills, first time in 20 years. They're going to Super Bowl. Should we have another bet? No, I like the Bills. I'm rooting for them now. I will bet you they do not make the Super Bowl.
1: Um, No, I'm not. <laughs> no more football bets. I don't pay attention closely enough. I'm getting burned.
0: All right. All right. Don't burn my toast for breakfast, Tim. All right, everybody. I'm uh, glad you listened. Thank you again for the support. We really appreciate it. We'll see you in the new year. Be safe. Go out, and have a couple pops, but don't drink and drive. Be smart, you know. No one wants to wake up with a DUI on their record or someone dead. So be smart. Have some fun. I'll see you in the new year. Cheers, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.